0: Hello and welcome to the EnormaCast. This is your host, Chris Kalous. It is about 11 o'clock on December 3rd, 2019, and this is a special episode of the EnormaCast. No number, just kind of interrupting the feed. What I've decided to do is to remix, strip down, and repost the interview I did with Brad Gobright from 2016, a couple of few years ago. Why have I done this? Well, as most of you tuning into this will probably understand, Brad was killed in a climbing accident in Petro Chico just a few days ago, just a day before thanksgiving twenty nineteen and so I went back and listened to this interview to uh to try to remember what we had talked about, what he was like, and I really enjoyed it and I think it was a great glimpse of who Brad was and uh, continued to be in the years that since we did this interview. So yeah, I remixed it, make it sound a little bit better. I've improved in that that setting. And I also stripped the advertising off of it because uh, we don't need to advertise over an episode like this. Besides, you know who makes the normal cast happen if you've been listening to it long enough. I'm also going to leave most of the original intro on here. And if you're coming to the party late and you didn't know who Brad was and just found this in your feed and picked it up, then uh, I don't really need to discuss the ins and outs of his accident that can be found online. I think Andrew Bisherat's article so far was the most concise and most accurate depiction of what happened. But Brad wrapped off the end of his rope while climbing Sendero Luminoso, or rather while descending Sendero Luminoso multi-pitch route in Petro Chico, Mexico which is tragic in so many ways. And in this interview, we talk a little bit about risk management. And having been known as a free soloer, Brad mentions in this interview that he was actually moving away from that. And in fact, in the years since this interview, I hadn't really heard too much about that aspect of Brad's climbing. He had moved to he had moved to big free climbs, adding his speed to that, and getting quite a lot done in the last few years. I know it's hit the uh, climbing community pretty hard. He was a bit of a bright light out there, kind of maintaining that dirtbag credibility, that uh, underdog kind of credibility. And uh, yeah, this one hurts, as they all do. And I had no idea when I started the EnormaCast that people I interviewed would die. Um, Of course, that's sort of naive because I know from being a climber for 30 years that people die climbing and people I know have died climbing. So I guess it was a little bit short sighted to not understand that. But in fact several people that have done the NormaCast are now not with us anymore. And this time I've decided to add this to the feed as sort of a tribute to, to Brad because I think if people don't go back and listen to this again or for the first time that they're really missing out on something. And before I get to my original intro I left on here. Well, I edited a little bit, took out some of the timely material that doesn't apply anymore. Um, I'd like to just uh, recount a couple stories about Brad that uh, I have, because I have known Brad, as we talk about in this interview, uh, for quite a few years. And honestly, one of the best days I ever had in Indian Creek, which is saying a lot, considering I've had a lot of days in Indian Creek over the decades, literally the decades. I uh, was climbing with Brad and Mason Earl a day that we went up to climb a route called Winter Takes All and Mason and I had gone looking for it the day or two before and not actually found it maybe Brad was with us on that too but I can't really remember but I know that the three of us then got better beta and went up to climb this route a supposed 513 all of us were in good shape Mason was definitely on the cusp of the beginning of his real strong run crack climbing I was having a little bit of a renaissance in my early 40s and climbing with some younger guys like Mason and Brad, and Brad was a, a bit of a, of a um, wild card. I didn't know too much about Brad. He was a young guy in the uh, campground there in Creek Pasture, and I'd just kind of been observing him and, you know, still had a little bit of the dough on him from being a suburban kid, a little pale, so... All I knew was he was out trying hard routes, although actually he wasn't really sending that much at the time, And uh, but I admired his his uh, chutzpah, as it goes, with uh, coming to Indian Creek for, for the first time and uh, trying some, some hard routes, just throwing himself at stuff, which I think became the hallmark of his style after this. This was, I think, in 2009 or early 2010. I can't quite pinpoint it, but yeah, we romped up to this route, and we couldn't find anything to warm up on. Winter takes all is kind of by itself, and we didn't have much beta about the surrounding walls. So basically, Mason just threw the gauntlet down and, and uh, saddled up and onsighted the route without too much trouble. And then, uh, you know, not letting the the youngster show me up too hard, I was able to flash it just after he did that again without any sort of warm up. And I think that. You know, the send train had left the station and Brad with some of the worst fingertip gobies I've ever seen, and this was a finger crack, taped it up and uh and managed to also flash it with uh, a, a much more monumental effort, I think, than what Mason and I had exhibited. And uh super impressive ascent. I, I got a really nice picture of him that's actually on the Mountain Project post for Winner Takes All, if you want to check that out. Um a classic sort of look of a guy just dealing with pain and stuffing his fingers in a crack. But what happened after that was that we were done climbing, and uh, we'd all done this pitch. We hadn't done any warm-up. It was, you know, barely midday, and uh, we decided that uh, we, we weren't going to climb anymore. We weren't going to stuff our fingers and our hands in any more cracks for the day. And uh, I kind of felt like we'd gotten like a snow day or we'd gotten out of school early or something like that. And what we ended up doing was romping around through some boulders that we could see, finding some petroglyphs, doing some dumb, silly little boulder problems in our approach shoes, and uh, just kind of cruising around, three guys sort of goofing off for the rest of the day. And uh, yeah, it just turned out to be a pretty magic day. And I know Brad remembered it and, uh, and felt like it was one of his great days, and I know Mason does too. So that'll always be a great memory that I have of Brad romping around the desert before he was anybody famous or anybody noteworthy, just a just a kid on his first road trip out in Indian Creek. And then uh, the last time I saw him in person, we chatted since then, but the last time I saw him in person was a surprise. I think I uh, referenced it in the uh, El Cap episode last year, but... My friend Steve Dilk and I were up on Golden Gate trying to climb it ground up in in some style that resembled free climbing, although we weren't really confident in free climbing the whole thing. But uh, I was out on a a pitch, kind of over it for the day, pretty run out, and running into some wet rock and just trying to climb through some hard moves that were a bit run out on, on some wet rock and just doing that thing where I just chalk up the slimy hold over and over and over again, getting it more and more gross and not knowing what I was going to do. And I was about to retreat for the day and, uh, just set up the portal legend and and deal with it the next day, hoping that maybe it would be drier in the morning. But in the back of my mind, I was, I was actually kind of worried that I wasn't going to be able to get through this move or this section of moves and, and render the climb moot and, uh, and maybe have to go down because it certainly wasn't aidable, at least with the gear that we had. And I and I had, we had seen Brad and and, and a partner, um, kind of go by up El Corazon and have some trouble up there, and then we'd kind of lost sight of them, and then all of a sudden, literally, uh, a rope, comes snaking down, uh, right next to me, like just a rope, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, just dangling within reach, and all of a sudden. Brad says something and says, Hey, Caloos, what's going on? And I started complaining to him about this, uh, this move I was trying to do. And, and he just said, yeah, well, I can tie this rope off if you want to use it. And, you know, pride aside, I pretty much in about four milliseconds said, yes, do that totally. And I, and I had my partner, Steve tag me up a, uh, a jug, which I clipped to this rope as protection and then went ahead and did the moves. And uh, yeah, they were pretty desperate, and I was stoked to have this rope there as a piece of protection. And, uh, and about halfway through the moves, before I, I actually had figured out uh, how to get totally secure, Brad started telling me that he was going to uh, need to cut the rope loose, and uh, I begged him for about 20, 25 more seconds, and he uh, he obliged. And um, I think I made the joke that on the other podcast that he saved my life, but uh, I don't know if he, he totally saved my life, but he certainly did a lot to save the ascent of, uh, of Golden Gate that we ended up doing. So, um, those guys pulled their ropes up and, um, they were basically trying to kind of repel sideways over to the Salathe descent, which they did over the next hour. And, um, that was the last time I saw him. So I did get in touch with him and thank him for, uh, for dealing with that and, uh, making sure that I was going to be okay. And, uh, you know, just spreading the love up there on El Cap. And uh, anyway, we're totally going to miss that guy. And I hope you enjoy this little glimpse into who he, who he was or who he continues to be, depending on your cosmology. Yeah. And if you've come here to remember Brad, um, I think you're going to enjoy this. Even if it ends up being a little bit sad. And if you're here for the first time, this kid was one of the good ones. And I'll have a uh, regular episode out soon enough. We got Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are you, are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, a big place outside out. of town. Very That's a big nice. place. You sold oh, so out. out. I'll say. We really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good.
1: I have really enjoyed climbing with you. You will make it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Good
0: weather, bad weather. Now or later, anytime. For climbing. Hello and welcome to the Enorma Cast. This is your host, Chris Caloose. It is August 25th, about 10 o'clock a.m., doing an a.m. intro. I think the a.m. intros are more brief, so you can look forward to that. This is episode 111 of the Enorma Cast: a conversation with rock climber Brad Gobright. Brad Gobright, I've known for quite a few years. We, we go through the usual, how did we meet, talk in this thing. And the main thing, That's important about my relationship with Brad is that I've admired this guy for quite some time. He was a young, super excited, super amped up climber when I met him. Just sort of figuring it out, cutting his teeth on the road for the first time. And he's become uh, quite accomplished and very quietly so, I think. His name's been popping up here and there, especially with some crazy free solos that he's been doing and some speed climbing but he is keeping the tread dream alive. And you know how I like that. You guys know that I like when younger climbers are keeping that dream alive. It's it's much more common to go down the sport and bouldering path for young climbers. So when somebody's out there taking big old whippers and fiddling in gear, I like that. I think it's impressive. It's an art. And sometimes it feels like it's a dying art. But then people like Brad Gobright pop up. The other key characteristic to Brad is that uh, he's just... a he just seems to be a happy guy, and he looks at climbing with psych and with joy and you know he'd probably be embarrassed me saying that but but the joyfulness with which he approaches climbing is so refreshing you know he's not just weighed down by the meaning of it all. Is that a veiled insult? No, I don't think so. He's just overcome with psych and he's in the prime of that kind of climbing and It was just fun to sit down and talk to a guy who is that genuinely excited about climbing. So that's what we talk about, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Just sort of a light, fun conversation, although we talk about some serious shit, but, uh, you know, he doesn't dwell on it, It doesn't weigh on him, he just moves on, so that's awesome. All right, here we go, conversation with Brad Gobright. Orange County, right?
1: Orange County, yep.
0: Your mom still live there? You're talking to your mom today, right?
1: Yep, talking to the mom. She's yep. still down there? Yeah, she's still down there. Yeah, the folks folks live there. Are they together? Oh uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they stuck it out. <laughs>
0: where specifically?
1: Uh the city of Orange. It's kinda of a little more inland near right Santa Ana. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I used to live in Costa Mesa. Oh cool, yeah. So I kinda right. know the zone. Ten minutes from there. Yeah. Depending on traffic. Did you ever climb there?
1: You uh, the um Rock Creation? Yeah. Yeah, climb there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I worked there.
1: Oh, really? When did when did you work there?
0: I worked uh I worked there. Well, maybe you were probably like riding your trike around still. Um 1990 like 596, I That's think. That's right when I started going. Really? Yeah. How old were you?
1: Uh I was like 8. Yeah, that was uh that was the place to go back in the 90s.
0: Yeah, so you started going there when you were 8? Yep. Is that, like, yeah. was your first climbing experience, or? Yeah, well, I started climbing
1: um, at the climbing wall in REI, you know, off off the 55 there. Sure. So, and then I was really into that, and then uh, my parents took me to um, rock creation, and then uh, started doing, like, the summer camp when I was a little kid. Okay. Did that whole thing, so, huh. yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. might
0: have rolled right past me.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, probably, yeah, you probably checked me in and stuff. Yeah. I don't that's... know, have you seen um, Inertia? Um, no. Inertia 1 and 2, yeah, they, uh. I'm in the first one, like doing the arch. Oh, really? Yeah, as a little kid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: What are the uh, climbing movies? You think they're online?
1: Um, no. Uh, probably not. Probably not. This is DVD days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So you started climbing and you were at Orange County. Mm hmm. um, Just this total, like, suburb kid. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Growing up in the suburbs.
0: When did you, um, when did you sort of realize that you were going to, uh, going to bolt and, like, hit the road and uh, Uh, become a climbing bum?
1: That was in 2008. Yeah? Yeah, 2008, I started... Oh, I kind of started going to, like, community college. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, like, 13th grade. Right. right? You know, and, like... um, (laughs) Yeah, and and quickly just dropped out. Well, I I had the plan to, like, go work in Yosemite. Right. um, Which I did for uh, summer and fall. And then uh, they... I came back to attempt community college for another year and then just quit after like a month and went back to Yosemite to work, uh, cleaning rooms at the Iwani Hotel.
0: Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, stop. I'm going to change one thing here.
1: Yeah, it was awful. It was great living in Yosemite, but that job was
0: just cleaning, cleaning rooms. rooms.
1: Oh, really bad.
0: Really bad. Even at yeah. the Iwani?
1: Even at the Iwani. All right. Yeah. It's nasty. It was really bad. So, but um, it was, it was cool. You know, my, I was, I could see, you know, somebody falls from my, right. from my little room.
0: I, I, I cleaned rooms actually for a little. Yeah. So, uh, it's, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, I, I, found that like, cause I, I did it here in Salt Lake actually mm-hmm. at the Rustler and Alta.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And, um, it was a pretty like a uh, wealthy clientele. Okay. And so yeah. they didn't seem to get like, hmm. you know, you aren't finding needles and stuff
1: yeah least.
0: but you know. the Iwani, it wasn't the same It was just a grim job
1: yeah i mean i guess it wasn't as bad as like it wasn't finding noodles or anything but there was a lot of uh poop, pee, vomit yeah, and right. other stuff <laughs> so
0: so, how, so you lasted a season there or did you make it um, season?
1: uh, two seasons oh, yeah okay. yeah two seasons um the second season was a bit longer and uh and then yeah after that i just kind of fully hit the red i was full mm-hmm, on dirtbag mm-hmm. so
0: so in terms of growing up in uh orange county and mm-hmm. your folks and uh, their dreams for you. Um, mm. how, were you? How were you? Uh, how how did it go over that? Like, hey, I'm just gonna drop out of college and hit the road. Were they, uh, they down with that?
1: Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I mean, they're they're more accepting of it now. But you know, there were there were some moments where they weren't super stoked. But um, it wasn't too bad. You know, I um, they could see that I was like really happy with with what I was doing. So. Um, yeah but you know there's a little bit of disappointment you know i wanted to be a firefighter that was kind of the the big thing and just after high school i was like "Ah, i just want to rock climb
0: okay so yeah well it's not too late to become a firefighter
1: yeah yeah probably probably not so we'll see (laughs) i
0: don't know yeah this climbing thing will last forever you'll be yeah
1: right yeah yeah, i'll be
0: climbing when i'm 70 (laughs) um so when did we meet do you remember
1: yeah, well, um, probably through Mason, right?
0: Mason yeah, Earl. it was in... Uh, in when creek. were you guys down in the creek? You were fully mm. like... You were fully ensconced in the creek. Yeah. It was a at... season the three of us went up and did... Uh, 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 yeah, Winner Takes All. Winter Takes All yep. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. was an awesome, fun day. That was a fun day. Yeah. That I recount uh, lyrically. Yeah. As it were. Yeah, it was an onsite and two flashes. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty was rad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like one, two, three, and then we'd stop climbing for the day. Yep, Which was yeah. like... I remember us like going up there. We didn't warm up on anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, just
0: went for it. Just did it. Mega flash pumped. And then uh, yeah. and then we were like, well, should we do one of these other routes up here? And we're all like, nah. Yeah, yeah, screw it. So, yeah. I think was we it? went bouldering, right? Yeah. There's some boulders at the base. And was found like, a bunch of petroglyphs and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, do you remember about when that was? I can't. I want to say it was 2010. Together. Yeah, was yeah, probably That was
1: that. one of my first visits to the creek. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you were like fully cutting your teeth then. still mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. a good send.
1: Yeah. You well, know? you like Mason floated it and you you sent it, and I was like, oh man, I gotta like perform now. <laughs> so other, I think I feel like otherwise I would have just been like hanging up the. Whole well, thing.
0: I remember you had like the worst gobies on your tips <clears throat> in the world, and you yeah. still like still kind of went for it. In yeah, a lot of blood. I got a yeah. good picture of you like getting all aggro on. Yeah, it, yeah. Because you're like in total pain.
1: Total pain. Yeah. So yeah. well, I'm
0: glad we. Inspired you?
1: Yeah, so. yeah. That was good. That was good. That was really.
0: It's rated five thirteen in the book. And yeah, yeah. Probably not.
1: I mean, at the time, I was like, oh yeah, I was full on five thirteen. I was telling my friends, you know. Yeah, for sure. But that's kind of the creek for you, I think. Yeah. A lot of those splitters. Are, I don't know. It's just the same move over and over. If yeah. you can do the move, and you have the endurance. You can probably send it.
0: Yeah. So yeah. anyway, but that was a good day. But also, I mean, I I I tend to make fun of you for this all the time. So one of these mm-hmm. days, you're gonna tell me shut the fuck up. But. <laughs> but I just, I, I mean, so I'm, you know, obviously a lot older than you guys. I've climbing in the creek a lot longer, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm no longer like that guy that just shows up there and stays there. Yeah, and so I kind of was like, I sort of barnacled onto you guys' scene, mm-hmm. like your picnic table with like yeah. piled heat yeah. high with all this crap. Yeah. and I just recall your habits, your nutritional habits, They're like not just the being best. shocking. Yeah, like yeah, just like bad. A, Half a bowl of Fruit Loops and, <laughs> yeah. and like you were ready to go. Yeah, uh, little
1: Debbie's. Yeah, stuff. little Debbie's. I mean, they're so cheap and they taste so great. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. a little better now, but eh, not not too much. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'd, so I have a girlfriend, so mm-hmm. that helps a lot. Sure. And then, um, you know, I'm not quite as poor as I was then. And, okay. You know, and I'm kind of you know getting older, so I can kind of feel it when I've had like just donuts for breakfast. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're and you've also like. The big thing that's kind of fun, and uh, for me, is that you've, like, come mm-hmm. so far in your climbing since then. Yeah. I mean, it's only, yeah. like, six years. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's kind of just fun that I could go up and, like, you know, climb this route, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, now I have to climb it because <laughs> he did it. Yeah. And I think those days are gone yeah. for us as, yeah. a, as, a, as a pair. I don't think mm-hmm. it would go like that anymore. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... That's totally cool because... You know, as like your name's popping up all over the all over the internet mm. or wherever. As you, I hear about the stuff that you've been doing, it's like, mm. yeah, man, I knew that kid when he was like <laughs> just living in his car eating Fruit Loops yep, and like Fruit loops, huh? figuring it out. You know, yeah. like climbing in the creek and climbing your first five twelves probably in yep, the creek and yep. then you know this five thirteen yep, quotes yeah. up there. But you you know you went on to do some other hard stuff down mm. there. That trip even yeah so
1: yeah, Air Sweden was the big one. I really wanted to do it. Oh, I don't cool. I don't think I sent it, but uh, it took some big forty. 45-footers on that really? one. Really? Yeah, it was
0: good. Yeah, so where does that come from? Like-
1: that was a return to sender. You yeah. know, back when I was in high school, uh-huh. I, was, I just watched that over and over and over. And uh, that climb in particular, it just kind of stood out, you know? The big run out, that was just fun
0: right yeah. <laughs> yeah but where did that like so you, you started climbing in gyms mm-hmm. um i would assume you started climbing outdoors yeah. at the usual places J tree and all that sort of yeah, thing yeah so where did that uh that kind of head come from for you do you think
1: well you know I it was the masters of stone videos you're yeah. up with those and just seeing guys like dan osman and like ron Cow and sean backer just doing all that like kind of uh those that those bold ascents right um and uh yeah, I don't know. Like the I I competed a little bit, but like the whole gym climbing thing was fun. But I really just wanted to get outdoors, and you know I I did quite a bit. Like my parents would take me to um you know Joshua Tree and places like that when I was growing up. But uh you know no one in Orange County no kid my age in Orange, Orange County rock climbed, so I I wasn't really getting outside too much. And um but then in high school I met uh, someone who rock climbed. My buddy Dustin Bird, and he was also kind of into that like trad climbing thing. And we both got our lic- licenses and started driving and. I mean, that's just kind of what we did was like mm-hmm. Ida Wild and Joshua Tree doing like the trad climbing thing. And, right. uh, you know, the big the big dreams were in, you know, Yosemite and Moab and places like
0: that. So Justin, what he was out there, too, wasn't he on that? Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Totally. I remember that cat, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's a good guy. So, yeah. So <clears throat> let's let's go on to like uh, or let's go on this this path of I mean, not just trad climbing, but mm-hmm. like, um, you know, being willing to take these giant whippers and you've also gone on to do quite a bit of free soloing. Yeah. And, uh, again, like in terms of the way you started climbing, the way you approach climbing, like when did you sort of discover that part of you and like what, you know, how did it Mm -hmm. kind of manifest itself when you first started soloing and, and, uh, you (laughs) know, cause not every climber's got that. Like it's, it's definitely, I always say that most, at least, dude climbers i can't mm. speak for the ladies mm. but go through uh at least a short phase mm-hmm. of like free soloing if not super easy routes at least you know getting yeah. up towards you know maybe mm-hmm. like their limit but not quite their limit mm-hmm. but it's usually kind of short-lived yeah for most guys yeah so what what does that look like in terms of you know realizing that's something that you're into and pushing that kind of thing
1: yeah well for the free soloing i think it was more just because i just you know it's a good way to just go rock climbing a bunch you know so mm-hmm. when you're you know you you get up in the morning and you can't find someone to climb with you could just go free solo a bunch of stuff and you get a lot lot done you know and when you're just by yourself like mm-hmm. running laps and uh you know places like joshua tree or you know eldo especially is awesome for free soloing and no um, it's
0: not yeah
1: <laughs> Well, you know, matter of opinion, I guess.
0: <laughs> Joshua Tree yeah. has always been like the land of free. It is like, really
1: good. Yeah. You know, yeah. like
0: up and down, short little routes, yeah, all like, like
1: kind of close together. Yeah. And just no, wandering not, the not desert. a ton of
0: commitment. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Eldo, I know, and I yeah. know that's where you've done a lot of rad stuff yeah. without a rope and with a rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it's, I have this, like, that's where I started trad climbing. Yeah. And so, you know, for like, Two years every time we went there we like got terrified <laughs> yeah and so i think i have this like psychosomatic reaction when mm-hmm. i walk in there of like being sort of gripped
1: yeah it's a scary place to and climb. it's
0: like slippery man
1: yeah it's there's some slippery rock
0: yeah definitely so. anyway yeah. sorry i interrupted no, that's fine
1: but um <laughs> yeah i don't know It just like it's the the trad like the, doing runouts and stuff was you know i think just came from those videos you know it's just like i don't know it's always kind of what fascinated me right. and you know when i got out of high school it was like like you know i think air sweden was like one of the first kind of big runout climbs i did mm-hmm. and i just had so much fun on it and i'm like oh i'm finally trying this climb that i was so inspired by you know when i was younger um so yeah and it's just kind of stayed with me i guess you know doing the doing those track climbs track climbs
0: and right yeah and i've seen some videos of you like doing some hard stuff that's sort of terrifying yeah yeah Yeah. so what do you i mean give us a little bit of a thought process you know Mm -hmm. i've talked to a few soloists Mm -hmm. uh about it but Mm -hmm. like I mean, you know, I've talked to Hanold and he's sort of the the kingpin yeah, of yeah. free soloing. Yeah, and he's got a very unique personality. Mm-hmm. Um and it, I think he's at least on the surface seems quite a bit different than you. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, what 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 are you sort of thinking about when you're sort when you're you're thinking like especially it seems like free soloing pretty close to your limit or yeah. is that a is that a uh,
1: Well, I feel like when when I'm like some of the harder solos I've done, mm-hmm. I've you know, I've like climbed them so many times right. and by the time I'm like you know, I've I have i them so wired that they feel like super moderate. Right. Um I mean yeah, usually when I'm soloing it's because I just wanna go out climbing. Right. And um but uh there have been a few like kind of bigger ones where I've you know, I've thought about it and I was like, Well, oh, that would be kind of a kind of a good one to like work up to and right. uh and, yeah, it's kind of what I've done, like, you know, hairstyles and attitudes in Aldo. I climbed that thing about 50 times before okay. actually soloing it. Right. You know, it was one of those climbs I'd always throw a rope down and run laps on just for the fitness. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, finally I was like, man, I'm like, I can do this, like, with my eyes closed without climbing shoes, you know? Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to just solo it. It had never been soloed before. So sure. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm not, I haven't been too into it right now, though. Okay.
0: I don't know. I well, just, now, did your accident happen with or without a rope? Oh, that was with a rope. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. sure because I, I, I guess I, I don't know why I saw like I saw all the stuff post yeah. and never really heard the story. So let's yeah. as, long as we're talking about, it, let's dig into yeah. that. So you, you, I mean, this was last year. Last year, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah well, so I was having like a full on like kind of danger season, I guess you could yeah. say. Like I don't know, I just the free soloing was. I was really into it. You know, I was, I was. I was soloing the naked edge every few days. Like, I could go door to door in like under an hour from where I was living in Boulder. Okay. And then, um, and then there were a few kind of harder trad climbs I hadn't done yet that, you know, before I came to Boulder and, mm in the summer i was like i'm going to do those. Breaks. That was like
0: one of my first 5.11 leads. Oh yeah. multi pitch. Okay. So like you telling me that oh, i know negative. it's like
1: yeah.
0: i mean i know it's a pretty common free solo for mm. a lot of people mm. but it it just automatically like makes my palms sweat like Yeah. it terrifies me.
1: Yeah, there's a few spots. And i know
0: there. you've done like way harder yeah. but i don't know it's just those like
1: uh. yeah there's there's a few moves that are you gotta kind of know get the beta down before before going for it you're
0: not recommending it uh
1: well you know (laughs) yeah no i I guess i don't recommend soloing to anyone right
0: um so anyway you got your danger season going
1: yeah yeah and um it was just kind of building up to this this climb that i like broke my back on and uh the whole time cedar cedar's filming it cedar it's got like he's gonna do some video on all this climbing and um so it's perfect we got some awesome footage of me breaking my back so that'll be really cool to watch and um yeah it was like the season was coming to an end it was getting really cold and uh some bad weather was coming in and i, I thought castle rock was gonna close for falcons it, it doesn't but i thought it did at the time and i was like man I, if i'm gonna do this i gotta do it soon and um i had worked it i'd worked out the super run out kind of dangerous part a whole lot and like knew what I was going to do if I did come off. Like I, I had the way I was going to fall and the gear was right and I was I felt ready. But then there's this really tough boulder problem in the beginning that's only protected by this nasty cam placement, but it was only like 15 feet off the ground. So I didn't really put a whole ton of thought into it. And um yeah, so I went for it and sure enough, like I came off the cam popped and landed on my butt. Well, first I landed on my ankle that broke and then I landed on my butt and just compressed uh to my vertebrae. Um, which, you know, it didn't, it didn't actually hurt super bad. You know, I felt it. I felt like the spine kind of shrink a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was rolling around on the ground, like, you know, cursing, but like, it wasn't actually that painful. Okay. Surprisingly, I thought like a back break would be really painful. Um. I yeah, my ankle actually hurt a lot more, so and I actually chipped a bone on my elbow, which I didn't even realize till I was out of the hospital. Okay. So is it still in there? Um, you know, I don't I don't really feel it.
0: They say yeah. it they they just they break yeah. down.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's long. maybe what happened. Yeah. It's
0: kinda of weird. Did not have anyone look. at it? I didn't even,
1: I didn't even tell the doctor. I was no. like, ah, oh, <laughs> screw it. It's just gonna be like more bills coming in the mail, so
0: yeah, yeah, it's probably gone. You're probably fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's fine. <laughs> I yeah. could cut it out for you. Yeah, just... after the show here, <laughs> yeah. I got my Swiss Army knife. Oh, right. yeah.
1: I mean, how much do you charge? You know.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about that. The recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you once they, you're in the hospital mm-hmm. and they told you you have this this com- these compressed yeah vertebrae yeah Yeah, So what was there? I mean, I get so many stories Mm -hmm. from climbers who break anything Mm -hmm. and at some point the doctor like just assures them they're never going to climb again like it just seems like that's always part of these stories did you get
1: that at all you know he was you know the doctor was like yeah you know you should be good to go in like three months okay i was like man this guy might not really know what rock climbing you know really is right you know i'm like you know doing like big whippers and stuff so i was like oh maybe not but surprisingly the back healed super fast uh-huh. like i i um i had the back brace on for five weeks and i took it off and you know i started doing like uh like hanes like dead hanes and stuff on the mm-hmm. on the uh the uh pain board right um after like two weeks and yeah it healed really quick and you know so i started i well i went to after two months i went to the valley and started climbing again that's kind of when i started climbing outside again and uh it was a little it kind of hurt a little bit maybe mm-hmm. but not really and now at this point it's just like i don't feel anything right. i took a big whipper in smith rock uh, a few weeks ago and i i kind of felt something but after a day it went away uh-huh. and then you know the ankle the ankle kind of took a little longer right um and uh so, yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I kind of looked out.
0: Yeah. 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 It seems like you kind of shook it off a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was did cool. It, did it fuck with your head Not at all? Um,
1: well, and man, I was raging in Yosemite. I like it first, like the first couple runs of bell cap were like a little frightening. Um, but after a while I was used to it and now I'm in Squamish kind of doing some, um, you know, like free climbing, like, mm-hmm. like single pitch free climbing. And that's a little scary. I don't know, like doing like f- taking whips on gear. Like mm-hmm. I was on like, a real famous route called 69, and you take some, you could take some good whips on this little nut, and it was terrifying. So I, right. I actually just ended up like not doing it because it was kind of scary. So okay, yeah.
0: So it is in there maybe a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's still in there, okay. definitely. It, it's kind of going away though. Right. I don't know. It's- I took I took a really big whip on uh the shadow, right. a really famous corner. And, you know, I was like five feet from the top and took this big whip into the corner, and it was. Like it was totally fine. My back didn't hurt or anything, okay. and I was like, "All right, that was that wasn't too bad." So, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it can. I mean, really bad accidents like that, not only physically but also mentally, can mm-hmm. totally whack people out yeah. for a while.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I I've not been that stoked on free soloing. I don't know. Okay. I um, actually, man, I well. I don't know. I shouldn't tell the story. Maybe I like, I actually, the first time I've ever been like kind of sketch soloing was in like a week ago in Squamish. And they just jumped on this like 510 at uh in the smoke bluffs. And it was kind of, the rock was really hot and I was kind of like a little tired maybe. And I just told my, we, me and my girlfriend were climbing. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to run up this one really quick. And she was just like, whatever, you know, I'll just draw. Cause she's, I mean, she's watched me solo a lot before and it was like, I don't know. It was weird. So I just wasn't feeling very like the rock was kind of hot so mm-hmm. my rubber wasn't sticking great and it was, it was kind of like I was chilling up there for quite a while chalking my hands over and over and finally just did it and you know I'm sure it wasn't a big deal but like in my head it was like man that's the first time I've ever like been free soloing and like kind of like whoa this is kind of dangerous and like i got down and my girlfriend like had her hand on her mouth with her eyes all huge she's like you looked so sketchy oh really yeah so and then she the, could
0: see it too yeah, yeah and wow. apparently
1: there were these these folks right near her who were like saying like dude that guy looks sketchy he's gonna die that's stupid you know and, yeah so
0: all right so you're getting a little feedback from the universe
1: yeah yeah, yeah that's you
0: know, so. that's good yeah i'm just
1: i don't know it's weird right. Right. and so that was yeah i haven't really been doing much freestyle so so
0: are you are you good at backing off I mean, can you down climb these things? Yeah,
1: I've, I've you know, I haven't really done much backing off because usually I'm like totally secure right, when I'm right. going for it. And, um, on that one, you're doing kind of a weird sequence of moves right off, right off the ground mm-hmm. and you kind of step up on, onto the climb and you're, you're immediately like kind of exposed above the ground cause you step off a boulder. Right. And right away I was like, I pulled that move and I was like, Oh, I'm not going to down climb that. I would definitely go into the top cause I'd be safer. So that kind of messed with my head a little bit. Sure. Right. And, you um, could, Yeah. So yeah, I kind of so I already went in there like like ooh this kind of sucks I'm not gonna be able to down climb that but uh um yeah yeah I don't know I I don't think it was before that it wasn't so much I was like nervous to go solo I'm just I haven't been that psyched on right, it right. and now I'm like kind of nervous to go solo
0: oh, so screw your soloing. yeah oh well screw it I'm, I'm sure your girlfriend will be happy yeah if yeah you stop. <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. I think I mean geez I I I mean soloing. I think is so much more in our, our sort of purview now. Mm -hmm. I mean, thanks to Mm Honold. Yeah. It's weird because it's like, while we're all super uh, amazed at what he does. Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways, it's also like, I don't know, like kind of dulled our, our amazement at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, because I mean, in in years past, And Eldo's always been a place where mm-hmm. people solo forever. Yeah. There's been yeah, it's you know, a real famous spot for that. It, but it's it's always made me nervous. Yeah, to there's see a lot it.
1: of people going in there with just their chalk bags yeah. It and it, yeah, and
0: it it makes me nervous to see it because you don't know the person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I know it's you, and I'm like okay, I've seen him free solo. You know, videos this and that. That's way mm-hmm. easy. You, you don't have that assessment. Yeah, and there's and and Boulder in particular has got like you know there's a lot of bro climbers there mm-hmm. you know so well you know the bastille
1: crack is like really easy and then there's like these really sandbag like five seven or five eight moves at the very top right you know, so yeah i don't know one of these days
0: well I'm just, <laughs> yeah uh. but yeah and i've also when i have had my stints of free soloing mm-hmm. like i said all guys do almost and uh it was some in J tree because mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it just feels obvious yep. to eventually climb some of those things without a yeah. rope on yeah. to me um and then i used to do big roots in the park in Mountain national park when i was guiding oh, up there. cool yeah and that was also that same thing of like well you know i can go and do how it's yeah. And be back down here like by lunch. Yeah. You know, no,
1: totally. After. Yeah. You climb. You can climb so much quicker. Right, it's right. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just some like cliff bar in your pocket. And but you know, the set. other thing
0: is I never liked to be seen doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Like for some reason, if I knew someone was there. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times they would get concerned. Yeah. Cause again, this was like, I think, you know, I think it's common now too, but it was a while back and, you know, to see someone free selling was pretty rare. Yeah. And, uh, and plus you're soloing a lot or i was soloing like on lumpy ridge on a lot of easy routes mm-hmm. and so you're around sort of the beginner mm-hmm. intermediate climbers and they get really freaked out
1: yeah well i feel like there's the group that like it's like whoa dude that's badass and then there's like the other group that like, they don't even say anything. Like they barely even notice you. And then there's the, the group where they, they're kind of pissed off, yeah. you know, like they're, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. They're just like kind of angry. Cause you're so.
0: being irresponsible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like
0: that. Yeah. And you're upsetting them mm-hmm. and they feel like, well, if you fall then I'm going to have to go like deal mm-hmm. with your ragged bodies or <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know? like yeah. I mean, cause I felt that way when I see people doing yeah. really sketchy shit with a rope, mm-hmm. like I'm like. Let's get out of here before yeah. we're like involved. Yeah, in what's about to happen? <laughs>
1: like those here. guys at the Smoke loss, I guess that's what they did. Yeah,
0: they were probably they, just like, oh, man, "Let's get out of here." <laughs> yeah, before this guy hits the ground and we yeah. have to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's weird, but I guess yeah. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. I I, I was just wondering if that any of that stuff plays into your mm. ideas. I mean, shoot, you've been shot on film doing it.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I guess that was that was kind of weird getting getting into that. I'm like I like this season when when cedar was filming i kind of already had all these objectives and he was like he came to me and was like yeah man it'd be fun to do a film and he's like you know if there's any like cool climbs you know i i kind of want to make a film on pre-solving and i thought you'd be a good person to come to and i was like well yeah i've got these like these climbs that if you guys want to be there to film it you can and i don't know i i feel like it didn't really mess with my okay. head at all so okay. Yeah. Have
0: you ever been filmed with a drone while recently? Yeah,
1: yeah, so yes. Not... Cedar Cedar got busted for it. Oh, in, really? In, in the in Aldo. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy with a megaphone came up and like was telling us we had to come down to it's get a ticket. It's illegal to
0: use uh, a drone in, in yeah Aldo.
1: in a state park, oh, okay. I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's reasonable. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Was those f- fucking things a like, yeah. they drive me nuts. Like there's oh, no way yeah, I could be no with way. one yeah. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'd be yeah. like, oh, it's going to get out of control and come and mm-hmm. like cut me to pieces with yeah. its little blades. Ooh,
1: that'd be that'd be a bad way to go. <laughs> right, Jesus. Think about that next time. Yeah. There's
0: a drone above you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You're welcome. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're that dangerous to run into you, though.
1: Yeah, they seem really light. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway,
0: but it could happen. Just mm-hmm. like come cut on. you to pieces. Yeah. 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 So, well, let's move on then to uh, we're talking about your L cap. I mean mm-hmm. that's kinda like your jam out there in Yosemite. Yeah. And you just recently did three routes mm-hmm. on El Cap in a day.
1: Yep. yep.
0: And, yeah. And uh by hook or by crook, or were you free climbing?
1: Um I so uh I was doing all the free climbing mm-hmm. and like sometimes French freeing, whatever right. was the easiest. And then Scott, Scott Bennett, the guy I was doing it with, was doing the all the like the more technical aid climbing. Mm-hmm. So um what'd you guys do? Uh we started on Zodiac at two PM and then uh climbed the nose at night. And the lurking fear in the morning okay. finished at
0: like one something. So do yeah. you keep uh meticulous times when you're doing your like one days on there?
1: Um, you, well, so, uh, me and this guy, Jim Reynolds, where we did the nose, like, uh, I think four times together that season. Okay. And we were kind of cutting off an hour each time. And, um, yeah, so we, by the end we were kind of, we were kind of doing that, like really looking at our times and it was cool to be cutting off so much time each time. And, um, actually the last day i was in the valley we were talking about trying to do it really fast and i actually called Honald and got all his like beta that him and hans had and mm-hmm. he seemed stoked to like give it to me and, and I, I told jim i'm like dude i'm ready for this if you want to do this we should do it you know like we like i'd climb the nose i think uh eight or nine times that season and so i think we were both really ready to go and like last minute he's like man i don't know it just seems kind of full on and I'm sort of burnt out and okay. I was probably good thing and I was like well maybe next season or yeah. something
0: so yeah you mentioned maybe being a little burnt out yeah,
1: so, yeah. by the end I was kind of getting right. burned out I, I could have kept going yeah. I wasn't that burned out sure yeah sure. It, it was it was I mean I had spent two months not climbing mm-hmm. and the energy was so high when I got to the valley and man it's like just raging and just being psyched the whole time and the nose doing the nose fast is like the most enjoyable thing I think I've done in climbing really? it's just so enjoyable yeah yeah, it's a huge hole in my resume.
0: Oh I've yeah, never you got go do it. I've never climbed the nose at all. You gotta do Slow it. It's so fast. much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It's yeah. like it's not that. It's not that bad. It
0: really isn't. And I think my personal. We were joking earlier. I think my personal L cap speed record's like five days. Five days. So, Oof. dude, that's way
1: harder than doing it in a day. You got to haul all <laughs> that crap up there. Ugh.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. You're right. It's funny because it's <laughs> like, uh you know it's just such this humongous shift in mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those guys were speed climbing. It was kind of starting when I was there climbing. I was just still doing like the NAR. Yeah. You know, the s- slow boat to China kind of yeah, routes. Kind of tougher aid routes. But yeah, yeah but the the, the the flip in just approach and, mm. and kind of, and it's not even just like logistically the approach, but the mm. attitude, Yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, it's pretty amazing actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, Warren Harding, you know, like, yeah, I would probably lose his mind oh. to know that shit's been done in a couple and yeah. a half hours or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's go back to your three, mm. your threesome. Your, your, uh, yeah. Did well, you guys have some sort of good marketing name for it?
1: Oh, not yet. No, I don't you gotta know. Come we'll up see. With the threesome something, would be cool, threesome, pretty man. cool. Yeah, like yeah. the
0: hot summer threesome. Yeah, summer Just I'm just throwing something on like we're that. just spitballing yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give so. these
1: good ideas. Yeah. Um
0: yeah. just bring that back to Grimici. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: They'd be stoked on something like <laughs> that. Well, so originally I was like before I broke my back, I had these plans to for free climbing and um and uh but then after I broke my back I was like man, I'm like really out of shape for that kind of thing. And I, I tried to do golden gate in a day when I first got to the Valley. And that was like one of my first climbs that I did after like the injury. And I was like fully healed by that point, but like, man, my fitness was just like my free climbing fitness was kind of gone. So I, I figured my season for that was kind of, was kind of shot. But, um, Dave Alfrey actually came to me to try to like talk about doing the link up and. But he uh, injured his finger, and he had a bunch going on. So uh, I went to – Scott Bennett came out for a few days to climb the nose with his girlfriend, and he was about to leave. And I'm like, dude, just stay, like, another few days, and we'll do this triple link-up. And Scott's, like, extremely motivated. And he's the guy I go to for, like, these speed climb triple link-ups. And, like, you know, I I I called him once from Zion. I'm like, dude, you should come out here. You know, he was in Boulder. I'm like, you should come out here, and we'll do this, like, quadruple link-up. And he was like – all right, dude, I'll be there tomorrow. I'm going to get a ticket. I'll be there tomorrow. And, you know, he, so he does that kind of stuff. And sure enough, he was like, yeah, I'll stay another another few days and we'll do this. And sure enough, we like we did Zodiac once together to kind of like kind of get that one wired and then um, then just went for it and uh-huh. it all worked out. So.
0: What, what was the time in the end about?
1: Um, it was like 23 minutes and it was like just over 23. Oh. Or I'm sorry. Hours. 23 hours we didn't do it in 23 minutes yeah Yeah, you know what i mean yeah but um yeah so zodiac went really quick and then the nose was a little slower and then uh lurking fear was just kind of like we were both sort of zoned out and just going through the, the motions of it and uh yeah i think the the crux for me was just staying awake i was i was awake for 37 hours um that whole for that whole deal and um yeah by the the upper half of lurking fear i was just exhausted like the body was kind of work but man i was just sleepy i just wanted to right, sleep right yeah
0: so how how much risk you think is involved with that do you guys ever feel like um out I there or f- you just got it or are you just cruising
1: mm, well i feel like uh as we're getting more tired i feel the lurking fear was probably the most risky right uh yeah, I was like doing a lot of French freeing on the steep cracks, like the the free climbing. I was doing less free climbing just because I was so tired, and mm-hmm. like they're like like dead vertical five twelve cracks. I just was not gonna be, you know, pulling right. free moves on. So it was like free climbing, like uh, or I was French freeing with uh, with the cams and just getting really run out to try to save the the cam. We you know we had a pretty
0: light rack and, yeah, because it's pretty and, uniform those those pitches, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's this one pitch. It's like almost entirely number fours and i had done lurking fear before and i remembered it as number threes uh-huh so we took a number three and i'm like i'll just walk it the whole way but it's number fours and so i had to do the entire pitch with no gear there's like a piton in the beginning and oh man and you know number fours aren't like super casual or at least for me i don't know i kind of put forth a lot of energy to climb those lands and it's pretty steep and i was really tired and um so yeah it was, uh, it was a good time. So mm-hmm. you have
0: been free soloing, you just haven't ever Well, Yeah, <laughs> that's that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> so when you guys, uh, you said you talked to Honnold about mm-hmm. like his beta for the nose. Yeah. And what were what do you you said you did it four times with Jim? What, yeah, I think yeah. it was four times. Yeah. yeah. What were your times about in that?
1: Um, we did. Uh, so we did like seven and a half, six and a half, five and a half, four and a half. Right. So the 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 last time we had was four and right. a half. Yeah.
0: And so what I mean. You don't have to give give away the, the secret, but yeah. like, what are just a couple things that? I mean, how do you possibly? Yeah. Like,
1: well, simul climbing. Yeah. Is big. Um, and then uh, like like I, I always go to um the Great Roof. That's like my chunk, and then Jim would take over to the top, and uh, I know like every single piece of gear. So, knowing, right. like, really getting it wired, like, all the holds and, like, knowing where I'm going to put each cam and stuff like that, is, it was big, you know. And, I, like, I would even kind of, like, arrange it on my harness, like, that, in that way. And, sure. Um, so, I, you know, I think simul climbing really helps. And short fixing is nice, but, like, the simul climbing just kind of goes really fast. And, sure. you know, having, having little microtractions here and there for extra safety is nice. So. Right. Yeah, and, cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've talked to a few people about that. Som- someday i got to at least mm-hmm. climb it yeah in 24 hours
1: yeah no you should yeah. you really should you'll see how much easier it is than doing it in like four days well i
0: would never do it overnight yeah. i mean yeah. those days are gone uh, yeah. for me so brutal
1: i mean the only the only overnight missions i've ever done on El cap are with mason on the heart route and right ugh, it's just like
0: hauling sucks so yeah well let's talk about that you had mm-hmm. a multi-pitch or a multi-year project mm-hmm. free climbing uh on el cap, el cap, el cap with mason yeah. earl
1: yep yep that was um i think it was like uh we had two seasons where we were like trying it or maybe three. And then we kind of took a break. Well, we gave up. We were, like, it's uh, just like too much work. And then, uh, you know, the Donwall came and, uh, Mason like called me and he was like, let's, let's, let's do it, man. Let's go do it. And I was like, oh, because of the Donwall. And he's like, no, no, no. I just want to like, I just want to do it. So it was totally the Donwall. That's so I wanted to like, he got motivated by that, I think. And, uh, yeah. So we went back in, um, last year and uh we did it yeah i think we were both like quite a bit stronger Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i I didn't though yeah there was like 10 feet where um it was like a dyno where i mason would like extend himself off these cramps and like kind of get his toes on all these smears and then from the smears kind of jump over to this jug and i just like couldn't quite reach those those smears with my toes and Mm -hmm. tried to like work out a ultra difficult slab bit like lower down but it was like totally not gonna happen and so i just gave up and kind of did a little uh swing over to the jug right it's kind of a bummer yeah but um whatever it was good yeah this one
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh so, did you guys, did the president call you or did you guys get? Oh, um, uh, yeah, Bob you know, didn't
1: call me. No? We we're, were waiting for it, you know?
0: You're like, hey, Donwall, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. check it out. We just freed El Cap. Yeah. Like, does know. anyone care? Oh, yeah. Is the New York Times going to call us any, any minute? Yeah. Is that what's going to happen yeah. next?
1: We're like, where are all the reporter trucks and yeah. stuff? Yeah.
0: Oh, well. just weren't around. Oh, well. Is it a good route?
1: It is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh,. There's you know, like a little bit of cleanup probably still needs to be done here and there, but it's uh like the the pitches after the heart roof, there's like you know, the heart forming like the heart shape, and then mm-hmm. on the it goes out of the far left side of the heart and like coming out of the heart and then those pitches above it are just spectacular. They're really steep, the rock's good and um yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and the it, the roof pitch especially is I think just really good.
0: Uh-huh. So, so Yeah. So what do you think the potential uh I mean we keep I think people keep wondering if, you know, stuff's running out on El Cap mm. for free climbing. What do you think? Mm. I mean, there's wise. not
1: as much as there was like 10 years ago. Right. But uh, I don't know. I'm hearing about little little things here and there. Like, you know, he... Uh, him and nick barry are trying to do never never lines. yeah
0: they're over on the left side
1: yeah it yeah. looks amazing it looks really cool so jim reynolds and i climbed the south day in the nose in a day and uh we wrapped their lines they had lines going all the way up the route mm-hmm. and so we wrapped those and i got to check it out and it looks incredible um yeah there's I think there's going to be this really run out like 514 pitch on it though like maybe I think it's the crux aid pitch on on right, that route and, right. but oh man it's like the splitter seam and it looks like there's just enough holds for it to go and yeah it looks really cool well, that's yeah, cool so, and then like I've heard of stuff kind of near the near the mirror wall that might might go mm-hmm. seems like the right right side definitely probably still has potential there's a lot of like holds and stuff over there yeah
0: you know but the problem seems to be i think is the is the sort of, you know, stick in the mud of mm-hmm. not adding yeah. bolts. Yeah, it's tough. To lines. It's
1: really tough. Yeah.
0: You know, because, yeah, like, literally, I've hooked out pitches mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. And you're hooking on edges like yep. that are bomber. Yeah. And they're relatively large. Yeah. I know there's, and I've talked, I mean, you know, the aid rant aside, like, yeah. Most of the hooking you do on El Cap are not on the tiny crystals that mm-hmm. supposedly exist up there, yeah. you know, with the exception of wings of steel, I think. Yeah. But most of the time, especially on the right side, because it's steep, mm-hmm. it's you're on pretty big bomber edges when you're hooking. Yeah. You're just going forever without any protection. Yeah, just
1: copperheads. Yeah.
0: Or nothing. Nothing. You know, or when just you're nothing. like doing like <laughs> smooth hooking. Yeah, yeah. But every one of those hook moves is like a, a, a handle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But what are you supposed to do with that?
1: I guess just run it out. I I don't know. I I
0: think that's like easy to say, but these are like some serious Mm -hmm. runouts, you know? And, uh, it's a bummer because it's like, I mean, I don't know. This is the place to get into it, but Mm. like this reverence for the past, like the sanctity of all that, like Mm. it it definitely sometimes gets under my skin a little bit Mm -hmm. because it's like, Oh, it's closed now Mm -hmm. for it's like, i don't know it was like if we were all still you know driving model t's and like no one was allowed to drive a lexus yeah you know it's yeah. it kind of bums me out like yeah because there's definitely potential for some would be for some wild crazy stuff totally. over there. But, uh what are you gonna do
1: yeah well i, I forget what the A roots called but there's like the huber version of the zodiac mm-hmm. um it's got this gnarly a five route going up through it. And the, it kind of shares a little bit of climbing for, for a minute on these like copperheads. And it's like, man, the climbing would be really good. Like you were saying, but yeah, I'm not going to like clip into just copperheads the whole way. So, right.
0: Especially yeah. if it's like five fourteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday. Right. And that's yeah, what someday. the, that's what the, the other side says. Mm-hmm. Like maybe someday that people will be able to climb that. Well, and we have yeah. to sort of leave it for them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know though. It's pretty mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. So, have you ever free climbed the the Zodiac? No, no. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that nipple pitch is supposed to be really, it really, looks, really
0: hard. Has anybody repeated it? Yeah. Um,
1: let's see who's done it. Uh, well, Tommy's done it, right. and the Hoobers have done it, and I don't know, someone else did it. I should probably know who, but I forget. I, Nick Barry tried it, and he said like the the smears for the nipple pitch are like just heinous, and you can't see where you're like. Crimping under the nipple because mm-hmm. your head's, mm-hmm. like, above it. So, you got to, like, remember where your hands go. You can't see where you <laughs> And then, of course, you like, you got to, like, pre-place, like, uh, knife blades up in there or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, it just seems like kind of a process to do that pitch. Right. But it looks cool. Yeah. It does look really cool. Uh, yeah, the Hoobers got some cool stuff. I really want to go to uh, El Zone.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got the... They had, like, the open canvas to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. You know, those did. guys, like, they really they're the ones who flipped the that mentality mm-hmm. about free climbing up. Yeah. There. You yeah. know, like 100% it was those guys. Yeah. In yeah. for for whatever reason like Todd and Paul 10 years earlier and mm-hmm. Lynn, Lynn like they didn't it didn't flip the mentality the way that yeah. the way that the Hubers did. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think with Lynn it was just everybody just was like, "Well, she's superhuman." Mm-hmm. And I can't Be like her, so I'll just keep aid climbing these things. But for some reason, everybody said, "All right, those guys are doing it. We can. Other people can go and start doing it as well." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe because they they lived amongst amongst the little people in camp 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 four or so, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sort of showed them the way, but yeah. um, So what's your? Yeah, I mean you you're like into super speed climbing, um, yeah. In but you're also into trying to free these roots as well?
1: Yeah, well, you know, this season I was kind of more into the, the speed climbing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I'm think i hoping next season it'll be more, like, focused on free climbing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's kind of why, why I'm in Squamish right now, just to get back in shape. But, um, yeah, speed climbing's fun. Like, right. doing the naked edge of sky is super fun. It's like a, just a quick little...
0: Like, you guys have been, it's like your nose. Like, you've been, like, whittling yeah. seconds off of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, it's kind of silly. Yeah. It really is. It's It's like running up the approach and, like, Climbing shoes and just doing all that kind of stuff, but uh, honestly, I wish it was just the climb that had the record, not like the stupid approach and descent where you're well, like, who you're
0: decided
1: coming, that? I don't even know, probably Scott. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're, you're like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like run it? down, you gotta run down that that stupid descent, and, you mm-hmm. know, you're like stumbling and like falling back, and you know, like it's just you kind of got to use that like gravity just to take you down that descent, and right. it sucks. And doing it in climbing shoes is just no fun but um but the climb the climbing is actually incredible like doing it so fast like that so yeah it's fun but um um and then yeah doing and then doing it on the nose is
0: just so when he's awesome. you've got the car to car is that
1: yeah bridge to bridge Bri- oh, there's bridge the bridge. To bridge you cross right. the bridge there yeah right, so you, you gotta, gotta start on, you gotta start on the plaque you know like in the middle of the bridge and then the timer oh, starts the, plaque in whole, the middle of the bridge yeah, yeah now
0: are you the only two playing this game or are there other people
1: no no it's um uh uh Stefan um mm, Jason Wells and S- S- Stefan yeah, I'm spacing on his last name. Right. I should totally know it. It's kind of dumb. But uh yeah, they they actually have the record now. They um Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they took it they took it back from us and which surprises me cuz they're, they're both like family men, you know. Uh-huh. And uh I thought like after we retook it from them, they're like I was like, yeah, they're like they're not gonna. They're not gonna take it. And then they actually took off like twenty seconds. So really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if Scott and I will try it again. I mean, I'm not living in Boulder anymore, so. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe I'll go back and, and try to grab it again, but I don't know. <laughs>
0: how, how fast is it?
1: Um. Let's see, it's like twenty-four minutes and twenty twenty-three seconds. I think. Yeah. 20 something, but yeah, uh, they, they, so they get, they took off a good chunk of time. You know, yeah. we, we had it at a, at 24, 57. So just under 25 minutes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's getting hard to, to take off bits of time, you know? Sure. You know, yeah. you, you, like, you know, your, your rope kind of gets stuck for a second and you're screwed. You're you, know? done. you may as well just give up. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs>
0: that's so fun. It's actually, I never really thought about it, but it is like this like super micro version of the nose. <laughs> yep. Where you yep. guys are like literally down to like, well, we, we're two seconds faster than you. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, you're going to got, you guys are going to have to get some sort of, uh, like laser mm. computer. Mm hmm. Maybe like yeah. a little, like the, uh, like the <laughs> Just to make, make
1: sure it's like, you yeah, know. Yeah. So like accurate. when you
0: break the laser mm-hmm. running across yeah. from the bridge, that's when the, the, the clock starts. And that's
1: when it starts. Cause if,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're talking about, like, I just read that piece in Rock and Ice about, uh, Hans realizing that to stop his stopwatch took Mm -hmm. him like seven seconds. Oh. (laughs) Because he would he would put it like it was something about putting it into a different mode so he didn't knock it while he was climbing and shut it off. Oh, that would be a bummer. So to get it out of that mode and then shut it off took him seven seconds. And Honald was like, dude, (laughs) that's a waste of time. Yeah. But it really would be a Mm -hmm. huge I mean Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, I think like uh Alex was saying like Hans is actually kind of more into like placing a good amount of gear and like keeping it safe. And then Hans was like, dude, that takes too long. Yeah. You know, he's just going up there with a few cams. And so I think yeah. he was like leading most of it. So.
0: Yeah. They figured it out. It's, yeah. it's uh there's a, a, he just came out with a book. Hans did.
1: Oh, really? Oh, um, cool. Or
0: it's about to come out. Um oh. And they excerpted a chapter in, mm-hmm. in the, the magazine cool. this month. And yeah, he talks about that. Like, Hans, like, he can't yeah. bring all that gear. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, but I want it. Yeah. So, anyway, oh. well, cool. So, wh- I have another question for you because you were like, uh, you were like, uh, you know, a full, like, dedicated road bum when I yep. met you. Yep. Like saving pennies by eating Little Debbie's. Yeah. You're in some pretty crappy car.
1: Oh yeah, I still am. Okay. Yeah, I'm still driving that guy, the '94 okay. Civic hatchback. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's one.
0: That's a good gas yeah, mileage rig, yeah. so it did, you it can't sleep hatchback.
1: in it very well. Yeah. I mean, I have, and it really sucks. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, you know, it's good gas mileage, and I, I can keep all my stuff in there. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm a little
0: less dirtbag, right? You know, we well, have I've, a girlfriend. I've
1: got a girlfriend now, That's so a big that helps. Leap. That is a big leap. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. We actually we actually had a house together in Vegas. What? You know, so I was living in a house. Bourgeois. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was incredible, actually. It was so much fun. We were paying two hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for. Yeah, we had two other roommates and it was a great deal. Fifteen minutes from Road Rocks. Cool. But yeah, I was I was a yeah. I I'm still a kind of a climbing bomb, but not as not as
0: not as much. Well what I wanted to ask you was is that the you've done this kind of um mm-hmm. little bit of a movement into professional climber. Mm-hmm. Um I mean you're here at the trade show and uh yeah. you're I mean one of your main guys, the folks that brought you here is Grimici. Grimici, yeah. So when did that come up, and when did you sort of say, Well, gosh, maybe I could like maybe keep I this? Could do up. this. Yeah.
1: yeah, um, well, Grimici came to me after the outside article came out, like online, about uh, I think mostly about that hairstyles and attitudes ascent in Aldo. And um, yeah, so he uh, Canuto, the head guy there, came to me with an email, and I was like, Oh, hell yeah, for sure, you know. And yeah, we talked, he flew me out to LA, and we like had this like real official meeting, and yeah, so it's, it's happening.
0: That was it. Like that was you it? didn't, you didn't like go looking.
1: No, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like a pretty good deal, you know. I'm, like Kanuto is an awesome guy. I mean, he's like, he's my boss, but he's also like a good friend. And uh, you know, I, I met everyone at the company, and you know, it's kind of a smaller company, and you know, it's like I, I've met everyone there, and, and they they got a good deal going. So, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Yeah, we're all we're all pretty stoked. I mean, that doesn't happen a lot.
0: Yeah, like where where you don't you kind of don't have to do anything. Yeah, to at least get the contact. You don't have to hustle too. hard.
1: Yeah, I really didn't. It was cool. Right. Yeah, you just came to me. It was nice. it was awesome. Yeah, nice. So, um, yeah, we get we have a pro. We, they you know they uh they um hired Shane Lampe and uh, Ben Ditto to to shoot the Triple Link up, and they're gonna mm-hmm. come out with a little film. Oh, cool. On it, and cool. Yeah, so we're we're doing some work together. Nice. So, yeah.
0: Now did it was it helpful that you were a, a California kid? Um Or did it matter? Because aren't think they it really California kinda of
1: California? Yeah, yeah, country? they're they're kinda of more or less based out of LA. Right.
0: That's yeah. okay, so, kinda cool. Yeah.
1: Right. I don't I don't think that really did anything for me. Uh-huh. Um you know, Dan Krause, a good buddy of mine, a photographer, he shot photos for them and he he kinda of put me in touch with or he, he dropped my name to Kanuta, and then Canuto Email me, so yeah, I, I definitely uh owe Dan big for that, so right on, yeah,
0: cool. Well, I mean, you kind of seem like a little bit sort of seat of your pants kind of guy, mm. and uh, so what what's going on now? You're gonna be you're sort of on the Grimichi's mm-hmm. team, whatever you want to call it, yeah, you're up in Squamish at the moment, up in Squamish, yep. yeah, yeah, so I mean, you've got some films coming out, you're like. Yep you're you're, yeah. you're on the like cusp of being a climbing superstar
1: well yeah i mean um uh these dudes from rock and ice came out too and i i i'm not 100 sure if it's gonna happen yet but they got some amazing photos they sent a writer out there and okay. they're gonna possibly do like a multi-page spread and i was like whoa cool and uh so that'll be awesome that's gonna come out like in the winter i think mm-hmm. um and yeah uh yeah squamish is awesome and then i'm gonna live in vegas again for the winter Okay, cool and uh yeah, Talene, my girlfriend, she does like a graphic design and she's, you know, she's like a, an amazing artist. So she's kind of doing her own like passionate career thing that she, she's got going. And yes, we're both pretty stoked. Damn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Living yeah, yeah. the damn dream. Living the dream. Yeah. That's, still, you know, still definitely kind of dirt bagging, but, uh, with a little bit of a high, higher class dirt bag now. Yeah, so
0: I guess we'll wrap this up with asking you, uh, is this like legitimizing anything with your folks? um yeah i think they're 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 more psyched you know yeah definitely
1: i mean you know i'm not going to be doing this when i'm like you know 40 so i gotta figure out something to do but uh yeah yeah they're psyched they're really psyched yeah um yeah they're actually coming up to squamish i'm gonna show them show them around Cool. yeah all right yeah. Well, cool, Brad. Yeah,
0: thanks for sitting. Dude, I'm psyched to finally do this with you. I uh, know we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, I listened yeah.
1: to like six. Po- I listened to six of these on the way up to Squamish. So, really,
0: yeah, yeah. that's not good, dude. Yeah, you got to cut it off.
1: Yeah, there, so. yeah. By the end, I was kind of a little
0: fried. Yeah. But it was good. So. <laughs> the theme song comes on. And you're like, oh god. Hey he's man, gonna,
1: what's up? Uh, what's going on? you're gonna that? spray yeah. spray
0: for five minutes about nothing, and then
1: yeah, no do man. Yeah. Wow, that's a big place. <laughs> so. You know what that's from? What?
0: this is spinal tap a movie that came out before you were born okay huh so
1: cool yeah i like that
0: cool well thanks for sitting down
1: all right cool man good talking to you